Hi, I'm someone skinny and beautiful, but not as beautiful as you, Allison. And I'm your friend's not quite divorced yet dad that your mom is having an affair with while your dad is in prison. Evan. And we are Cheryl's bitches. That was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. So is yours. I, I have, have that some... quote in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some complicated feelings about Veronica this episode. Veronica, this episode is truly a rich text. Yeah. So we are here to discuss uh, episode six. Faster pussycats kill kill. What? Saw the episode name on the screen and I just laughed because what is that? I genuinely have no idea. What is it a reference to? Kill kill? I don't know. Okay, so... From Googling Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, it was a 1965 film, um, an action film. It says Russ Mayer's cult favorite follows sadistic go-go dancers Varla, Rosie, and Billy as they break free from the nightclub where they perform and race out to the desert to stir a little mayhem. Okay. <laughs> so that is our episode title. And why is it the title of this episode? I mean, because the pussycats are a central figure, I guess. Obviously. But, and it's definitely a cultural reference that the average Riverdale viewer will understand. We all love those 1965 cult classics. <laughs> Jughead titled this episode. He really did. <laughs> uh speaking of uh we get the voiceover this time it's about fear and we see a little polly and betty scene where they're they're little because they're children in this Mm -hmm. um but of course it's not actually happening Uh, oh i just wrote alice has always been a bad mom in my notes (laughs) yeah that's true and and on the note of Alice being a bad mom, so one, Betty wakes up and says, oh, Jughead is coming over for breakfast, which, like, has ever happened? What high schooler wants to get up extra early to hang out with, like, the, uh, someone's mom for breakfast? You know, Alice is a journalist, but she did not use her journalistic instincts on this one. <laughs> Um, Because that is a very suspicious thing to be doing, and she does not regard it in the way that she should for suspicion. Um, But so they have this breakfast, um, and Alice, like, goes on a weird rant where she blames Jughead for getting Betty interested in looking into Jason's murder, (laughs) which just, like, doesn't make sense, but whatever. It's not Betty's personal connection to Polly or anything. It's that Jughead, some random guy, is into it. Yeah, and she definitely wasn't, like, looking into this before Jughead and her, like, became friends, it seems. I don't know. Um, But it's really awkward, and then Jughead's like, I need to go to the bathroom. So uh, there's a weird, awkward moment, and then Alice escorts him to the bathroom, which is weird. 
Um, but apparently they knew this was going to happen because then Betty goes all Nancy Drew and starts taking pictures of her mom's checkbook. Which made me yeah. question, was this ruse really necessary for that to happen? Like, Betty lives there. <laughs> right? Like, why didn't you just, in the middle of the night, sneak downstairs to the checkbook? Like, it's not like a hidden file. Yeah. Like, it's clearly just there. You could do it in the middle of the night. And then if your mom comes down and is like, what are you doing? Just be like, I wanted a glass of water. Like, calm down, Alice. <laughs> uh, so glad we have that ruse to get. We get some information from that. Betty seems excited to take the picture. We don't know what. Um, then we, we get to see, for the first time, really, in this episode, Archie do a full performance. Not yet, but I'm just... I gotta set the scene because this is very exciting because uh, Archie is in his room and he's talking about auditioning for the variety show. He's very excited to perform. Fred is encouraging. Um, so it's a nice kind of change of pace. And they have to audition for the variety show, I guess, because Riverdale, the students of Riverdale are so talented. They have endless acts. Um, and Reggie is like harassing Archie on stage before because Archie's nervous he doesn't like start singing right away he's like pausing and Reggie's just like yelling at him like oh great act like are you gonna start or not it's like aren't you guys friends not only are they friends so like why is he doing this why are they there because the rest of the auditorium is empty other than Kevin who's deciding like what acts and then like Veronica and Betty are there watching supporting Archie then all the football guys are there just harassing people yeah they're just they seem to just be there exclusively to make fun of their friend and teammate who is auditioning <laughs> also it's auditions why can people just like sit in and watch why yeah. are we having open auditions for this? I have so many questions. Um, but yeah, so Archie then chokes and ends up not singing. And it cuts to a uh, scene of Josie just smirking and laughing and being so very entertained by Archie failing. Um, so she's a queen per usual. As she should be. Um, but Val, on the other hand, is much nicer to our little Archie. And they talk about, like, stage fright, and Archie wishes that he could have, you know, someone performing with him, that it would make him less nervous. But Valerie's like, no, right away. She's like, I can only perform with the Pussycats. It's one of Josie's rules. And also, she drops that they're headlining the variety show, so it's, like, extra important. Um, have they headline, like, way more important things than this? Don't, don't ask. We're not going there. The school variety show is obviously the most important gig you will ever do in high school. Um, so then uh, we don't need to talk about how they literally performed at like the town wine and cheese night two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, to all the actual parents. This is just like to random high school students. It's like a high school talent show, whatever. Um uh, so then we cut to Betty looking at the pictures of her mom's checkbooks and her and Jughead discover that Alice has been writing checks to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, who after doing some, not Googling, sleuthering, 
um, Discovers is a home for wayward teens. <laughs> God, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, they become more and more iconic, but they're already so iconic because, again, Betty thinks that, like, Polly was having emotional trouble and was, like, attempting to hurt herself. So why is she ho- in a home for troubled teens? Um, she's definitely worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, the stories are not adding up, and we haven't even seen the sisters yet, and I already kind of love them. Um, (laughs) So then we cut to lunchtime, and Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Valerie are all eating lunch together, an interesting pair. Um, And Betty is just openly talking about how her sister, that the sisters are quiet mercy, which up until five seconds ago was a, like, secret, so... Betty's really just spreading her family's news everywhere. Um, and Archie's like, oh, can we help, like, in any way? And Jughead says, what we're attempting is a stealth operation, Archie. If we go in there with the whole Scooby gang, forget it, we're compromised. <laughs> Scooby gang? Okay, Archie's obviously Scooby. Yes. <laughs> or Fred. Jughead is shaggy vilma Betty's, or betty's vilma so is archie scooby or fred i feel like he's fred kevin is scooby kevin is scooby <laughs> i think jughead thought of that exactly um i think those are the roles he would assign um veronica got Archie a spot in the variety show anyway even though he failed to audition which like how does that work um but she says that she'll sing with him if he really wants someone on stage with him and asks will you be the J to my bay so iconic um this is one of those I definitely have this image on my phone like the screenshot of (laughs) be the J to my bay because it's so applicable it's also like oh was this before lemonade like it can't have been right lemonade was 2016 i think so so there would have been right after lemonade yeah but they probably wrote the line before okay that's interesting Dating. um so then we go to rehearsal for the uh the pussycats are rehearsing and um Josie's being exceptionally high strung um and Valerie mentions that she's been writing songs with Archie and Josie just kind of flips out um and basically is like you write songs for me only and you can either sing with the Pussycats or with Archie but you cannot do both uh to which Val says I guess I'm working with Archie then and leaves yeah she calls Josie a diva and storms out, which at, at this moment, kind of warranted. Yeah, Josie's kind of being uh, very diva-esque in this moment. <laughs> We're at Andrew's construction, and Hermione now works there. Um, but the problem is they have no money, so there's trouble in the business. She basically says that. She's like, the problem is you don't have enough money to run this I'm like, thank God we have uh, like someone reading the books now because what would have happened if she did not start working here? Um, but Fred has a plan. 
He wants to meet with the anonymous owner to try to convince them to get the contract um, for where the drive-in used to be, which like drama because we know that's Hermione. Yes. Um, obviously, he doesn't know who the anonymous owner is, though, so he's going to go through Mayor McCoy to get this contract. Um, and then uh, it cuts to Veronica showing up with some flowers to, like, what congratulate her mom on a good first day at work. But then as she approaches the trailer, she looks in the window, and what does she see? Hermione and Fred making out. Drama. Fail to mention the absolute outfit. Veronica is wearing in this moment. She is wearing a mustard yellow tank top, her signature pearls over it, with a tan and black, like almost tribal geometric patterned mini skirt and long boots. I considered describing the outfit in my notes and then went, there should not be proof that anyone wore this. bad like and she she wears it later too like we cannot free ourselves of having to see veronica in this outfit it truly looks like she really makes portia from season two of white lotus look like she has a sense of style in this scene that's all i'm saying <laughs> you gotta tweet that with a screenshot of veronica's <laughs> outfit i will later <laughs> should i do yeah. from our twitter account <laughs> yes at Cheryl. Cheryl's bitches. bitches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so Fred, after that drama, um, Ar Fred is gonna try to explain this new situation to Archie. And he says that Hermione and him are going to the variety show together. And Archie is like, we're good we're good like we don't have to have a conversation about that so he's on the opposite side of the spectrum from veronica right now archie has the vibe of can we please talk about this less like anything to talk about this less um during that scene um so then we see josie talking to her mom and letting her know that val quit the pussycats um, to which Mayor McCoy is upset because Val is their songwriter, which makes me really question that they only have one person in that group who writes songs. Yeah, like, we saw Josie help Archie write songs. So it's like, Josie, you just make Val do it? Or, like, you seem to have some talent to it. It's a trio, and Josie's, like, the main person of the group but Val is the only one writing their songs apparently like how does Val not be like why are we not Val in the Pussycats yeah exactly but Mary McCoy is unbothered and is just like find a replacement but these are the parameters you have to find someone skinny and beautiful but not as beautiful as you oh and a woman of color, please. Don't forget our branding. <laughs> and that's Mayor McCoy for you? Because Mayor McCoy said <laughs> diversity is our branding and nothing more. <laughs> so um, Veronica is now at home with Hermione and asks, like, 
very dramatically, are you going to leave dad? And it explains, you know, I caught you guys. What are you doing? And Hermione is very honest and just like, I'm not sure. Like, it's it's complicated. Yeah. Um, also, Hermione's outfit here kind of slays. I'm not going to lie. She's wearing this, like, green dress that has, like, kind of a weird geometric pattern. So it looks like it's folded over itself. It just, it was looks cute. I liked it. Um, it was, like, Veronica, but with a fashion sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's slaying it definitely more than veronica um that was my only comment on that scene because hermione actually does pretty good there um and then we have archie practicing with val uh in the like student lounge common room area and veronica walks in and is just instantly like what is happening why are you two singing together this is not okay archie and i are singing together um, and she says, not to be that girl, Archie, but I didn't get the memo. We were adding another voice to the mix. Um, she then calls him Ginger Judas because <laughs> she's been replaced by Val and they just have an argument about it. Yeah. Um, B has the very calm and natural reaction to storm away and find Josie and whatever the other ones, the unnamed one. One who has no name. And is like, I heard you guys have a spot for an extra pussycat. Da, da, da. Cut to ultra dramatic scene of them walking down the hall with those stupid cat ears. She does have a name because they used it once in this entire episode because Josie yelled at her for being asleep at the snare, I remember. <laughs> well, what is but it? But I do not remember what the name was. It was like Madison or something. God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember her name um, because that is the only time it's ever used in this entire show, I think. Uh, but yeah, so then they have the pussycat ears. It's a sleigh. Um, and Archie Melody. and Val see. Melody. Huh? Melody. Melody. Melody was asleep at the snare. That's what Josie says. Did you know the this is based off of a movie called Josie and the Pussycats? Like variety show thing? Or Val quitting? No, it's literally a movie called Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, it's a comic book. Like in the, the, Josie and the Pussycats have their own comic book in like the Archie universe. It's like Sabrina. Uh, the teenage is that girl. why they were going to get their own uh, TV yeah, show? Yeah, that's why they're going to get their own show. There was a Josie and the Pussycats cartoon in like the 80s. Because yeah, that's where the theme song comes from. It's Josie and the Pussycats, long nails and ears for hats or something like that. Um, okay, the more you know. But yeah, so it, they were like their own cartoon, like they were like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They were their own comic book series, but in the Archie universe. Oh, good for them. Yeah. They Are we ever going to get that Josie and the Pussycats TV show? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe. I doubt it, though. I really doubt it. <laughs> okay. I hope so. Moving I on. It. it looked good. Um, That one episode of Riverdale was weird, and I liked that. Uh, so, um, we then cut to Betty and Jughead, 
um, at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. And they're going to go in and Betty's upset and Jughead reminds her to not judge a home for troubled youth by its facade. So go true. In. That's what I always say. As everyone knows, that's the saying. Um, and Polly and Betty reunite. We find out that Polly is pregnant with Jason's kid. Wild. Um, so much is being revealed here. Uh Apparently, Hal and Alice told Polly that Betty didn't want to see her. And Polly says her parents locked her up because they couldn't control her anymore, which I think is an interesting tidbit. Yeah. And, I mean, the whole pregnancy thing, kind of a big deal. And also, like, when Hal kept talking about, like, oh, Jason made her sick, it's like, oh... It makes sense because she was knocked off. Okay. It's gross. Um, and we are not the pregnancy. Hell's reaction to the pregnancy. <laughs> it's gross. Disgusting. Not a pregnant woman. <laughs> Cancel events. Um, so she, yeah, they had a plan to run away together, which was, you know, Jason's original plan that Cheryl was kind of participating in. And they were just going to start their family. Uh, but the her parents found out. They took Polly away. So the the unfortunate drama here is that uh, Polly does not know that Jason is dead. And starts asking about him. Yeah. Um, I wrote in all caps in my notes. Polly doesn't know Jason is dead. And then, well, now she does. And the sisters are mad. Yeah, Betty kind of says it like I know she wants to get it out because she has like no control over what Polly is being like told outside of this very moment. So she does kind of just like have to say it real quick. But she's like, "Yeah, um, sorry, Polly." Uh, just like, and then Polly's like, "Is he dead?" Starts sobbing hysterically and is like dragged away, and she's like very pregnant in this scene, like. She has to be at least, like, seven months pregnant. No, she's so pregnant. The baby's coming any minute. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, she literally is dragged away. Um, then before uh, the sisters come up to Betty also and are like, young lady, you need to come with us and, like, take Betty away, too. Yeah, um, she gets one kind of crucial point of information um that Jason left a car and that's they were gonna go to you know find the car so that they could run away and start their new life yeah I forgot to write that down <laughs> no which is important later <laughs> um but I forgot to write that down um anyways and then uh we cut to the pussycats practicing um where veronica is now practicing with them except she's not really practicing because she's just standing there and texting to which josie says um duchess is out of <laughs> is our practicing interrupting your texting roasted roasted um and josie is so pissy because her dad is coming to visit and she has to perform in front of him and uh She's kind of explaining that situation to which Veronica says, sorry, you have daddy issues. Which is the most unsupportive comment ever. Like, 
No, she doesn't just say that. She says, I'm sorry you have daddy issues, but at least your father can be in the same room as you. Yeah, so Veronica's very sad about her dad, especially with the whole like new situation with her mom. So they get better. You have a decent relationship by being like, we are both scared of the future. And then this is juxtaposed with Archie and Val practicing. Um, so different dynamic happening here. Interesting to see how the two dynamics are different and the two different musical artists that we're going to see perform later in the show. Deep. Um, and so anyways, so then um, they're practicing. Valerie is just so much better than Archie as they're singing. Um, but she's also very clearly stressed and she tells Archie that she's taking a big risk by performing with him instead of the Pussycats because she's only ever like really performed the Pussycats. And so this is kind of like her attempt to go solo, which you're in high school, girly. It's not that deep. She's scared. Um, I also think because Josie is clearly like they're into music overall. Yeah. Um, Archie doesn't have any ends. <laughs> what so. do you mean? Miss Grundy is like two towns away. <laughs> so then we see we're back at the sisters and Alice has showed up um, to drag Polly out, to drag Betty rather out of there. But they do run into Polly in the hallway and it's a, a very dramatic scene of Alice just being like, no, don't talk to her anymore. Like trying to separate them, and Polly once away, once again gets dragged away by sisters. Um. Also, uh, Betty promises to get Polly out of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy while all this is happening. Yeah, please do. This does not seem like a good environment. I mean, you don't want to go live with the sisters. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, missing out clearly. Um, so then we have a dinner scene at the Pembroke with Hermione, Fred, Archie, Mayor McCoy, Josie's dad, and Josie. So quite the dinner party. Um, it's like awkwardly tense in that for some reason, Josie's dad is just so incredibly combative with every single person in that room. <laughs> yeah, for what? This guy just shows up and is like, here's the thing about Riverdale, Fred. It's like, who are you? Um, there was a beautiful quote of Josie discussing how Val left the band with her dad and then <laughs> saying, Val quit, or should I say, if we were Yoko Ono'd and giving Archie, like, the stink eye. Which is valid. Um, there's also a reference to uh, Josephine Baker. I think that's who Josie is named after. Yeah. Uh, and Archie does not know... <laughs> Archie does not know who that is and it's so awkward and it's also like Archie you know nothing about music like you are a fraud we all know this oh he's gonna go have a career in music he doesn't know a single musician or um anything about any music at all but he's gonna go become a musician um so it's an incredibly tense dinner but then we have to uh, witness Betty talking with her parents after they get home from the sisters. Uh, and Betty is just straight up like, listen, you had a motive to kill Jason. 
Hal, I know you were not at the drive-in, so you had means and opportunity to steal um, uh, Sheriff Keller's uh, murder board. So what were you doing on the night of the drive-in? But like a loving, the loving wife that she is, Alice rushes to defend her husband and basically says that he sucks too much to be the killer that Hal failed to protect Polly and that's why they're in this situation. So no, he wouldn't have killed Jason, but she wishes that he did. Yes, she actually quotes says, Hal doesn't have the stomach to kill Jason, which interesting. <laughs> it is so her so insane. Well. But it's also like, yeah, adds up. Really? Um, but no, Alice is laughing maniacally and it's just like, I wish we killed him, but we meant it because Alice is just like too lame to do that. Yeah, they're sticking to their story that policy is, ba- that policy, that Polly is basically, um, making up this story and that it's basically a fantasy of hers. Um, Hal says that she is depressed and delusional and it's like, who is it? a mood honestly so um we cut back to fred giving his presentation to mayor mccoy hoping to get the contract and she says she really likes it but the buyer already has another bidder so she can't give him the contract yeah there's also clearly some tension between Mayor McCoy and uh, Miles, Josie's dad, because Miles is like, oh, Fred, I thought you were like a true working person, but you're really just trying to gentrify. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've McCoy never heard, says, I have never once heard the construction workers being blamed for gentrification. Like of all the people, not the people who bought the land, not the people who are going to like live in it or use it for its like future use. It's the construction workers that are the problem. Um, so then Josie and Veronica are uh, hanging out at Pops. Um, and Josie complains about how her dad is never satisfied with the music she does because uh, Josie does pop and he only respects jazz, which is just... Okay, dude. <laughs> She wants to be famous, okay? Like, let her be a pop girly. Yeah, they're talking, but uh, Archie is still scared about the variety show. Um, Fred is kind of comforting him and is like, basically says that he'll love him no matter what. So it's nice to see Fred kind of turn around on the whole music thing. Yeah. Um, the scene kind of made me think for a second about how Archie's music career is just like kind of queer coded in some ways. <laughs> okay, because we said in the first episode that it was like high school musical. And when you think about it, a high school musical is like it's a metaphor for bisexuality, right? Like so really, if you extrapolate the metaphor cross media to this story, then yes, you're exactly right. Exactly, exactly. Um, so <laughs> Veronica is talking to Hermione and Hermione asks Veronica to sign a motion to give Fred the contract and reveals that when Hiram went to prison, they made 
um, uh, Veronica a like shareholder in the company. Um, Veronica says that she will only sign if Hermione agrees to stop seeing Fred, which is a totally valid and fair thing to say to your mother. Um, and so uh, Hermione's like, no, I can't promise that. And so Hermione gets, or Veronica gets mad and storms off. And then Hermione forges Veronica's signature to give Fred the contract. Which, why did you not just do this in the first place? Like, one, don't give Hermione, or don't give Veronica, like, this knowledge that she is now a partial owner of this company because you guys might be disagreeing in the future. Like, she already kind of wants no part of this whole scheme with the serpents and everything and now she doesn't like you because of the Fred thing just don't tell her and fake her signature off the bat yeah I don't understand the motivation here I guess she's trying to be like a good mom but I don't know time and place Hermione time and place um yeah and I think Veronica's like in the wrong for being so like adamant about what Hermione should be doing because she's a grown woman like clearly they don't know how long her dad is going to be in jail for like you you don't know what's going on so it's kind of just very like oh I want my mom and dad to stay together forever um Veronica to be like that mad that her mom is moving on yeah it's it's weird I don't like it I'm not a fan of Veronica in that moment um so uh, we then see Val practicing and Archie appears um, and Archie shows up and is like, Val, you should sing with the Pussycats. It's where you belong. Um, it's who you are. And she's like, uh, dude, no, I quit to sing with you and like go solo. And then uh, Archie then convinces her by letting her know that Miles is in town and that's why Josie's been acting crazy or as uh, Valerie calls uh, her, Catzilla. And Val is still very nice and asks Archie will be fine with his own performance. And he says, I was born alone. I'll die alone. I'll sing alone. Which- Oh, very nihilistic, Archie. Like, what is this quote? Why would Archie say this? Second of all, I hate when people say I was born alone because, like, your fucking mother was there, whether you like it or not. Men, nihilistic men of the entire world in history, someone was there. You did, we were not born alone, unless you're Dr. Doofenshmirtz, whose parents did not show up to his birth. So then we get this, like, like, I know we're completely sidebarring before we enter this scene, but that I know for a fact, like Riverdale, especially had maybe not anymore, but there it's, it's still very much alive. This very rabid fan base of like teenage girls who are like way into the shipping, you know, into the end game of it all. And this scene. When I was looking at it, not from a like, I hate Jughead lens, I was like, oh my god, this is like some fan fiction shit. Oh, it fully is giving like AO3 energy. <laughs> so, let me, let me, allow me to set the stage. Uh, we are in Betty's bedroom. We hear a knock on the window. 
it's Jughead outside of her window, already romantic. He says, hey there, Juliet, nurse off duty. <laughs> Which like, okay, I'm sleeping with Jughead at that point. Straight up, I'm like, it worked on me. I. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think Jughead is seeing Anne Juliet on Broadway? <laughs> he wrote a thesis about how it's the death of theater actually definitely did um (laughs) but so he you know walks in uh, to her room and is like she's talking about how her parents are crazy and he's like parents are crazy we're all crazy and then he's like we're not our parents betty (laughs) which is another like has anyone ever said that? No. Is it said in every single piece of media to ever yes. exist? Yes. And we know Riverdale writers are only stealing the most <laughs> cliche lines from all other media, aggregating it, putting it in a random word generator, ripping some storylines from AO3, and producing this year episode of Riverdale. No, oh, because they're on like trope wiki, just trying to figure out how this show is going to progress. <laughs> so anyway, they kiss. Aw, aw. And then Betty's like immediately like, the car. And Jughead's like, that's really what you're thinking about? Wouldn't we just had our first kiss? But she's like, no, Juggy, which you, Juggy. No. But Juggy, we can prove that Polly isn't crazy if they find the car that Polly claims Jason was like getting ready for them. Yeah. Um, I still think it's weird to say that, Betty. You can have that thought. You can wait five minutes and then you can tell him. Um, but you know, she is she did what she did and she ruined their first uh kiss. But you know, end game. Um <laughs> in game, hashtag in game, hashtag bookhead. Um, so then we go to the 75th annual variety show. So um, apparently 75th and probably final because I don't think it ever happens again. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Maybe Archie just doesn't participate for unknown reasons. So, okay, so true. Um, and so Val is getting, or the Pussycats are getting ready. Val walks in and says uh, she wants to get back in with the Pussycats um to which uh Josie reluctantly eventually agrees and says I suppose there's always room for one more kitty in my litter box which is like you can't say like bed or something it has to be litter box disturbing Um, so Valerie's back in the the group and we get to see the pussycats number I just wrote not V's dancing because <laughs> Veronica was doing the most. I'll do it, even though you can't see me. Uh, one arm up, like fl- wrist gaily forward, like the flick wrist, and then like moving them <laughs> up and down like a snake. <laughs> we're both doing it. You can't see it, but we're both doing it. <laughs> um. So they perform. Uh. So they perform this this song. I think it's also important to note that it is implied that they have never practiced this before, (laughs) which I find hilarious. Um, So they just go out there and wing it. And do they slay? Yes, they do. Uh, It's beautiful. They're performing um, 
I Feel Love uh, cover by uh, Donna Summer, or as um, Josie calls her, Miss Donna. I'm singing it, but I'm, I've decided not to sing out loud on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I would, but I can't sing. I'm just doing the arms. <laughs> so funny so um, we get this as like the background music for the scene of Jughead and Betty finding the car um and they do find the car not gonna lie this background music slayed for this scene like it was I was like hype I was like yeah let's go <laughs> so good I loved it too the like I feel so <laughs> jump trick me so like good. this it was um, so good. It was dramatic. So, it sounded good. Josie can actually sing, unlike some other characters who perform in this episode. Um, not naming names. Yet. <laughs> but um, they do find the car. So, you know, Polly was telling you the truth. They find Jason's varsity jacket in the car, as well as a bunch of drugs. Just so many drugs. Um, we're back at the performance and Josie's dad walks out in the middle of their performance and we never find out why. No, he was just tired of it. He said, Donna Summers isn't jazz, so I don't care. It's so sad and Josie's face like falls like mid-performance. She's like trying to keep her face up and like trying to keep her smile, but it's it's she's very devastated by it it was actually really sad I wrote in my notes I thought Alice was a bad parent <laughs> next to that <laughs> yeah mm, who would you rather have Josie's absent father or Betty's very much not absent mother <laughs> a little too not absent mother <laughs> um so they finished their performance they head off stage um whereas Archie is waiting in the wings and um is visibly very stressed uh to which the Val gives him some encouragement um it did leave me wondering why if the Pussycats were headlining Archie has not yet performed they were headlining in the sense that they performed the best no headliners perform last as far as i'm aware um yeah. because they're like the big draw and you want people to stay the whole time yeah so um, more importantly as kevin is introducing archie he's wearing one of those powder blue suits with like the frilly ruffles in the front <laughs> the um isn't it a cummerbund um sure oh, no, no, no that's like the weird waist strap never mind yeah no I don't know what you call the ruffles I think it's just a ruffled shirt <laughs> well he is working that and it looks he's, bad it looks so bad he's serving um he's serving looks just not good ones <laughs> um so Archie is nervous to go on stage of uh, Veronica is kind of to the side trying to encourage him and he asks how she's doing, and she says, hanging on by my whiskers. <laughs> You've been a pussycat for literally one day, Veronica. <laughs> you have whiskers. Said this is my new identity. 
I'm skinny and beautiful, but not as skinny and beautiful as Josie. <laughs> and I'm a woman of color and I'm hanging on by my whiskers. Um, yeah, so then she gives him some advice before he goes out there. And it's like, if you ever, if you start freaking out, just like think of someone who makes you feel comfortable. And so he goes out there and it starts freaking out a bit and he looks over and he sees her and he feels comfortable to sing. Aww. Aww. Hashtag, what are they? Varchie, Varchie. Varchie. Um, hashtag Varchie. Uh, and then Archie starts singing and I just wrote in my notes, boo, Archie, you suck. Maybe bullying is good sometimes. I said, I felt like I was gave a very fair assessment and I just said boring because it was just a boring performance. It wasn't like horrendous. It was just like, I wanted it to be over because it was just boring. It was so bland. It was almost as bad as that like six minute long scene in the season finale of Euphoria of that guy just singing for no reason. It was giving <laughs> that energy, but like with worse singing. Oh God. But I must say he did put on a button up and tie for the variety show, which like he couldn't even do that for a funeral. So I was kind of impressed. Out of him for going to men's warehouse. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, so um, in the middle of Archie's performance, we are blessed with a uh, cutaway to um, Jughead and Betty running into the school soaking wet into Sheriff Keller and telling him about the car and they all run off again and we have to go back to Jug- or, um, Archie singing, which is a little sad for me. Uh, but it's over soon, so that's what matters. <laughs> and everyone is impressed, unlike us, and they give him a standing ovation and his dad is proud, Valerie's smiling. It's like, it's all good. Yeah. Um, and then the variety show's over. They're all leaving. Archie walks out. People start cheering for him for reasons. I don't know. Um, and then Val comes up and starts talking. And then they kiss. Hashtag Val or Archie. It was like, archery? Archery! Hashtag archery. I love that. Wait, can they end up in game? They have the game. best name. Hashtag archery. Archery. Honestly, archery better than Archie in this episode. Real though. Um, yeah, then Veronica goes up to interrupt Fred and Hermione who are talking. And um, through this incident, she discovers that Hermione forged her signature and Fred won the contract. And she's pissed. She's she so instantly knows when she hears that. Fred, you know, they're celebrating because they got the contract and Veronica instantly knows and is done. She's over it. She's pissed off. She's going to go scorched earth on these people probably. But her specialty is ice. Ice. (laughs) She's going to freeze them out. Um, Um, We get a scene of like, not even a scene. We just see like Josie crying with her mom mm -hmm. seemingly about that um you know her dad walked out mid-performance 
well, we don't even get to hear like whatever his lame ass excuse was of like, oh, you know, this band needed me or whatever. Yeah. Um, not important, I guess. Uh, also weird that this is such a trope. Sorry, this is very random, but I was watching another show where this happened. And it is weird to me that it's such a trope that there's like an absentee father who's kind of a deadbeat musician who's like absentee because he's trying to make it work in the music world. And so then he like just doesn't come to stuff that his kid needs him at. Like, why is that such a trope in media? I don't know a single person whose parents are like that. So do you think it's like a um, relatable situation kind of like in a glamorous sense of like most people, they don't have their parents aren't semi-absent because they're like in the music industry but they do have semi-absent parents and instead of just being like he's a like carpenter who has to travel for work it's better to be like oh he's in the music industry but not impressed by her no because then it's like kind of more sad yeah, they're not even, he's not even, like, trying to just pay bills to survive. He's, like, just choosing his work over her straight up. Yeah, he's just straight up, like, I don't care about you. Um, I'm going to do this instead. Uh, whereas, at least if it's, like, oh, see, the, the other one I just recently watched was Sex Lives of College Girls, which you haven't seen it, amazing. Um, I just finished the first season. Yeah, um... Whitney's dad doesn't come to parents weekend because he's like off doing music stuff and he's like supposed to come and then last minute it's like actually I can't I got a last minute gig and I was just like hmm, why is this such a weirdly common trope I don't know it's relatable I guess um like kind of relatable but also never happens so I don't know <laughs> yeah so the final scene is Sheriff Keller arrives to you know find the car Get the evidence, but someone has set the car ablaze, and yeah, it's definitely on fire. And guess what? Polly's gone. <laughs> she yeah. ran away. So the last scene is Betty and Jughead breaking into the sisters, like Good full on break in, running in, sneaking, whatever. Um, and they open Polly's door to discover that she has jumped out the window. <laughs> She's making her escape. So um, Polly's out. She's outie. And uh, we don't know where she went. And if she's alive. Because it's like a third story window. <laughs> Scary times. So many questions. So many questions. How did like a seventh month, seven month pregnant 18, 17 year old like how old is Polly she's not that old um survive yeah, this yeah. we don't know whatever uh but that's how the episode ends um I think we all know my favorite outfit of the episode because I went on a rant about it but it's obviously Veronica's entire fit check our twitter for these pics it's beautiful. Um, my fit of the ex- episode was actually just all of the Pussycats costumes in their um, performance. They are so much and also so inappropriate for high school girls to be wearing in front of their parents. Um, they're like unitards um, that are like cat print, like cheetah print. Um, just like 
very whatever. And then uh, they have tails that go all the way up to their head sticking off the back and their little uh, like cat ears. Um, and it was, it's a sleigh. They they came, they slayed, and they walked right off that stage. Everything about that performance, they slayed. Um, yes, I, I would so see. I think we definitely have, what are you talking about? I said I would go pay to see the Josie and the Pussycats perform. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably would. Is it just a high school variety show cost of the ticket? Like eight bucks? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> no, it's Taylor Swift level prices, obviously. Do you think one, one of these girls grew up to be Taylor Swift? That's true. That's true. That's so true. Um, I see you, Betty. Betty? She's not even a pussy yet. She's blonde. I don't know. Long. Fair enough. Um, I think we definitely have different quotes this time. I think we do. And I hate myself for my quote, but you can go first. Okay. Um, my my quote was one hundred percent. You're unbelievable, Archie. You have literally zero loyalty. You ginger Judas. <laughs> That is so true. Like, why, one, why was she that aggressive? <laughs> like, okay, I get she's actually mad at like her mom or whatever and like displaced emotions or whatever, but it is so funny to be like, you made these plans yesterday to do a performance. You haven't even re rehearsed even once. And she's like, you have literally no loyalty. <laughs> I just will never get over Ginger Judas. It's such a beautiful burn. Like she destroyed Archie. I'm surprised he continued to exist after this scene. Um, how do we know that Judas wasn't Ginger? We don't. Well, I mean, he was Middle Eastern, so probably not. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but mm, what's the what does the canon say about? <laughs> not um, a religious studies major, so I don't know. Mine was because I'm the world's biggest uh, bughead shiver. Hey there, Juliet. Nurse off duty. I just want a fan cam. That is <laughs> that. That's a, like you know when they do like one quote of the character and then like cut into a song with a bunch of like crazy clips and filters and such. Yes. I want. I want that scene of Jughead. Hey there, Juliet. Nurse off duty, <laughs> and then a bunch of like. Bughead kisses. Song would that be set to? <laughs> I don't know. Very like. See, I think it's what songs are Bughead songs because I hate this relationship dynamic. <laughs> I I hate the like. You we know I'm a Barchi stand because I kept talking about like oh you belong with me they're next door neighbors I don't like the like. We no one expects us to be together, which is very much like them in season one. Like that's their relationship. Relationship is just awful the entire time. Like it's not enjoyable to watch. Um, but it exists and it continues to exist. So we support you if you're a bucket shipper, because in this moment, 
I was. So for I one second it. of that my life. That kiss was cute. I understood. I understood the scene that launched a thousand bug heads. Um, I do hate the name bughead because I just picture like a bug's head on a human body. <laughs> oh, bughead is terrible. It's an absolutely terrible ship name. Um, it's no archery. It's no archery. Uh, you could else, do jetty. We do- it could have been jetty, and they said no. Bughead. <laughs> jetty. 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 I like that as a first name, like Jetty. Yeah, I like that name. Jetty. That's a fun name, Jetty. Um, should we do um uh Valerie today? Sure, let's do Valerie. Why not for for uh archery shippers out there okay we're doing kinsey scale for miss valerie last name redacted because i don't know it me Um, neither (laughs) uh so again zero to six exclusively heterosexual to exclusively homosexual um I, i i have mine mine too ready yeah Whoa! Oh, I said different zero, answer. and Evan said three. She just has such aggressive, like, bi energy, in my opinion. Um, but not in the way that like TikTok bi energy, but just like I don't know. I just see it. I see her. Can I just spin my answer? Huh? Can I defend my answer? Yeah, defend your answer. I think that she has very much like, I want to be cool energy, but is like definitely the straight one out of, well, I don't know. I think Josie's probably straight too. But like, she really leans into like being the one that has the cool style and to me, but she's also dating Archie. So it's like, "Mm, this is fake. We know this is for the band. This is performance. Like, no, I but, think she's 100% straight. As we've discussed, Archie is a lesbian icon. <laughs> okay, but dating Archie is the straightest thing you can do unless you're Betty. Like, you have to know the rules. Okay, if, <laughs> it's simple, Evan. In if this? you're Betty and you date Archie, that's a lesbian relationship. <laughs> if you're Valerie and you date Archie, that is the straightest relationship possible because you're giving up your dreams and your aspirations to be a strong woman to perform with talentless Archie you have to be straight to do that see I don't know she just gives me the nose piercing everything about it it says she's um she's giving by like she definitely after she doesn't she's not she's not buying Riverdale I don't think she's buying Riverdale I think that after high school she moves to like New York to go to like NYU for a few semesters and that's when she discovers her um like bi curious side and then flirts with it for a little bit but then settles down with the man because she's Valerie so okay I don't know that's that's my vision of response that is such a solid response that I can't counteract that so okay fair enough we'll agree to disagree on this I see yours though you're valid Dating Archie is the straightest thing a person can do, except for Betty, who is obviously lesbian when she dates a man. <laughs> Thank you. 
well, that's because Veronica's just so straight. Like, she's so straight. You can... Uh, Reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are on the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hear what your favorite iconic fits of the episode or your favorite quotes of the episode are. You can reach out to us at um, Cheryl's B words at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at Cheryl's bitches or find us on Instagram at Cheryl's bitches and TikTok at Cheryl's bitches as well. So um, that is Cheryl's B words at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and Cheryl's bitches on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check us out, please. <laughs>